Ben, it's a beautiful fall day here in South Bend, Indiana, and I'm so thankful that we can uh, come together and encourage our church family to be involved. I think that's the title of this podcast. Let's get right into it. We've got be a lot involved? To do. Yes, we do. You know, um, we should be busy about the work of the gospel. That and a whole lot like a scriptural quotation. Yes, it does. Jesus said... I must be about my father's business. That's right. And we must be busy about the father's business. The biggest business in all the world. <laughs> the biggest business in all the world. <laughs> it's a great sermon, by the way, by the late Tom Farrell's amazing, uh, amazing sermon there talking about witnessing. However, <clears throat> here at Community Baptist Church, we believe that every, every Christian should be involved in serving through their local congregation. It's not enough to be giving yourself to um, good Christian endeavors outside the church that God has called every single person to be a, uh, a a living, breathing body part of Community Baptist Church, and as a body part of Community Baptist Church, should be serving um, in in all different types of ways: some informal, some formal, showing hospitality, uh, being a part of the meal ministry, okay. the maintenance, all this. We're kind getting of stuff. way ahead of ourselves. We are, are introducing we? more questions than we have answered, and uh, we've already. Moved I'm on just. To I'm just so excited. I can just I keep. Are. I can just but keep going here because we. We need to be involved. We do need to be involved. Let's yeah. do one thing first. Okay, Let's tell me. Let's define our terms. Okay. What does it mean to be involved? Like you've already kind of gone on and said we need to be serving in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Would you equate being involved with serving in the church? What does that even mean to serve in the church? What 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 is the concept behind the terms we're using? That is such a great question. That's such a boring I feel, so I feel like I the would, bad guy having to go back and do all but it's important to define our terms, isn't well, it? Well you so kind we of are the bad guy because we're having well, so much fun and you're gonna drag I, us back. I know all the passion is being just dragged through the mud of precision. Okay, so your question is very interesting. Is being involved in the church, does that mean serving the church? And the answer is yes, depending on what you mean by serving the church. Sure. A lot of people, when they think, oh, I serve in my church, they think I'm a, I'm a greeter, I'm an usher, I do this, I do that among the body, or on Sunday, or on, excuse me, specifically on Sunday morning, I work in the nursery. All those things are good, but actually being busy and serving in the body of Christ is being involved in people's lives. Mm. And so the first and foremost, when somebody comes to me and they say, Pastor Joe, how can I be involved in the church? I'm looking for areas to serve. My first answer to them is usually something like get to know two or three people in the church, get with them outside the church in some informal environment, whether it be a coffee shop or a restaurant or whatever, and uh, get to know them and be an encouragement to them spiritually. And that's not normally what people want to hear. Right. That's true. That's true. Normally, people would like, um, uh, okay, be in the nursery once every six weeks, or be involved, and those are wonderful service opportunities. Yes. But the number one way to be involved in the church is to be involved in people's lives. So, what we would say, and I'm just going to try and rephrase what you said just now. You tell me if I'm right. Um, Probably not. But go ahead. Service in the church. I know. Any questions? Email jfant at communitybaptist.com. <laughs> Uh, that's my email address, but it goes to Joe. <laughs> he, he answers my emails for me. Hey, answer all. Um, the heartbeat of the life of the church is discipleship. Yes. And by discipleship, we mean growing closer to Christ and helping others grow closer to Christ. Through the context of church relationships. Yes. We're involved in people's lives, not as the goal, but as the sphere, the arena, 
the context in which we use acts of service mm-hmm. and words of loving truth to help people be more conformed to the image of Christ. Yeah, that's our goal, is to see people grow in their sanctification and holiness and to see unsaved people come to the knowledge of the gospel. And you know why people don't like that quite as much as I work in the nursery or I do three to five-year-old Sunday school class, all of which are great things. I don't know why, but I think you're about to tell me. I think I'm about to tell you. I think that the reason is, is because a program is so well-defined. I clock in, I clock out, my duties are spelled out, but the idea of being involved in someone's life to help them become closer to Jesus, um, there's, there's no clear time commitment involved with that. There's no clear path forward. And actually, that's the beauty of it, is that the relationships we build in the church are meant to be life relationships. For as long as I'm a member of this body, mm-hmm. I'm investing in the lives of the people here. But also, the Bible doesn't give a lot of clear instruction, like, in order to be involved in someone's life, you need to go through uh, New Believers Bible study for six weeks, followed by this particular program that's going to take them to this level. We don't measure maturity mm-hmm. by a progress through those external forms and markers. Rather, we say, everybody needs to take a step towards Christ-likeness, and I need to creatively think, how can I use my gifts and influences to help somebody take one step closer to Jesus? I think there's not only the um, opaqueness of the well done, of the yeah. um, boundaries, per se, of this, but I think there's also another reason, that is <clears throat> just straight what we would refer to as service opportunities in the church um, and the gathering of the church don't require genuine transparency. Mm. Um, this morning, I met with a, a brother in Christ uh, over breakfast because we're, we're helping each other out in our spiritual walk. And that requires a level of transparency. It requires us to share the areas in our life in which we would like to grow closer to Christ. It it, uh, gives us the opportunity to open up and ask questions, gives us the opportunity to pray together. Um, But it requires a level of transparency that sitting in the nursery with babies doesn't. Right. Or or teaching a, a lesson that's prepared for you doesn't. And so I think there may be a little sense of that as well, that I'll serve as long as I don't have to, as long as people don't know too much about me, or don't have to be transparent, okay? And is this not also a difficulty for pastors? Do yes, you know, it is. We also struggle with this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've done my duty in the pulpit, or I've done my duty in this small group uh, assignment or whatever, and it can be very easy for even those in ministry, pastors, deacons, uh, professors, whatever it would be, to check off a sort of a ministry checkbox without ever being involved in people's lives. Yeah, I think that's right. And and so on its most basic form, being involved in the church means being involved with people. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, <clears throat> there are also formal opportunities to serve the church body. Yes. And be involved in our community in ways that our church hopefully will be over the next you know, three, four, five, six months, taking steps to open up opportunities for through our local, you can call it a, a um, feeder through our through our local um, pipeline of our local church into the community to serve. And the relationship between those activities would be that we would desire and expect that all of our members are involved in somebody's life in some form of service or speaking the truth in love, mm-hmm. both really, um, that everybody would be involved in that somehow. Yep. And that on top of that, 
as needs arise, members would willingly volunteer their time for other more programmatic ministries. Sure. It's never a, I do, you know, we pick on one thing over another, but I do ushering or mm -hmm. greeting on Sunday morning so that I don't have to be involved in people's lives. Correct. No, it's I'm involved in people's lives. That's foundational. Mm -hmm. And then by God's grace, I bring that heartbeat into whatever ministry of service the church happens to do. Yeah, 100%. And, and depending on your life stage, you may have more time than others. I mean, there are some um, families at our church that have maybe several kids that are young age and 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 their time, maybe they're homeschooling or or the kids are at home and and um, and it's just a busy time, yeah. And and they don't have a lot of spare time. They should not be using all of their spare time serving, you know, in these areas of the church. They need to be serving their family, right? And and using whatever time they have to develop relationships. But if somebody were to come to you and say, Pastor Ben, um, I have I'm developing a relationship with the church. I love it, but I'd love some formal uh, service project opportunities at Community Baptist Church. Um, where where would you kind of point them? Where would you start? Or would you like have me to? We got a show for you. Yes, we do. And this is where I was trying to run to right away because I'm so excited. Um, <clears throat> you know, we don't we we are on purpose. We I should say it this way: we are purposefully not programmatic in our ministry endeavors. We work at that. Yes, we do because it's very easy to just have programs and think that those programs are actually accomplishing ministry. However, we do have several ways and programs that are that are actively accomplishing ministry. And one of the major ones we have is our Christian school. And there are people who maybe they're retired, maybe they have time during the day. And we have, you know, 250 children on this campus every single day from 745 to 330. And there are so many volunteer opportunities, whether it be with, um, you know, administrative things, whether it be office, whether it be lunch line or teacher's aides or sitting in and helping our dear teachers keep, you know, during, during certain times of the day, whatever it would be. And so if that's something that would, that would be interesting to uh, maybe someone who's retired or someone who has some extra time during the day, that would be a huge blessing to us as well, to help, help get the gospel out and disciple these kids through our Christian school. What would be another way, Ben? Whale. <laughs> Whale. We've got a lot of things. Obviously, there's uh, a myriad of teaching opportunities on Sunday morning through yes. our Sunday school classes, our adult Bible fellowships, but especially the children's ministries. Yep. Um, we have a desire that people would be able to find fellowship within and uh, you really even in a cross-section of different ages and stages. So we want to give opportunities for young families to fellowship with other people who are experiencing the same sorts of unique challenges and struggles and victories that are associated with that life stage. We also want young families to be able to fellowship with those you know, in other yeah. uh, age categories. But one thing that's very difficult is... Um, Children's ministry, which is obviously an incredibly rewarding opportunity, can sometimes make it so that certain people are just unable to fellowship with those in their own age and stage. Yep. We always would like to have far more volunteers and teachers for children's classes yep. than we have so that we're able to keep everybody fresh rather than anybody being burned out by never getting to spend time fellowshipping with other adults their age and 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 uh, working through those issues. For instance, we have with our children's church, which is during the morning service preaching time, 
Uh, we have teams, and if you serve in our children's church, I believe right now you're serving twice a year. One month out of every six months, you're teaching the children. And that allows you for the other five months to be involved in the in the regular, to be in the live teaching rather than just listening to it afterwards, you know. But but it also gives you the opportunity, you know, we our children's programs are very important. Teaching these children at a very young age the truths of Scripture, that it may take root in their heart, that they may understand the gospel, and that they may be be founded at these young ages in the Christian faith. And so this isn't something where we're like, oh, just go sit in the nursery or just go teach these kids. This is a very important ministry to our children in that way. And so we, tr- we try we to organize. Seriously. Yeah, we do. We try to organize rotations that way every chance we can. But that being the case, you know, as seriously as we take it, we also want to be able to rotate people in and out. So even um, if you're saying, you know, I don't, I, I would love to be involved, but I don't know that I could commit to it every week for the rest mm-hmm. of my life. Yep. That's perfectly okay. We would love to know who's willing and who's available, who's, who's able to do it uh, with the proper training and instruction and, you know, back background checks and all of that sort of thing to be able to say, hey, could you go and give X teacher a a break for a month so that they can come in and enjoy Sunday school class with the other adults or something along those lines. We've got plenty of opportunities that way. You know, there are also opportunities for those who have specific skills like cooking. Mm -hmm. If, you know, we have um, funerals often here at the church or funeral dinners that we host for funerals that are done either at a funeral home and we host a dinner here afterwards. And I can't tell you the unbelievable blessing that it is for these families to come back from the graveside service and to have these burdens on their heart of a dear loved one that they just laid to rest in waiting for the resurrection and they have these memories present on their mind for them to sit around uh, in our church facility and partake in good food and remember their loved one and fellowship in that way. We just hosted a funeral dinner here last week and uh, people coming in um, were, some of them had tears in their eyes, just saying, thank you, thank you for giving us this opportunity. And it was a sacrifice for people in our church. They yeah. had to bring crock pots. They were making dishes here and there. And uh, but it, it has was added such, stress into it, the life. It does. But, but worthwhile to One, serve the body of 100%. Christ. 100%. And, and it, was a, it was a very specific um, service opportunity. In fact, um, maybe if you, if you make meals for our funeral dinners, maybe it'd be worth it one day just to make a meal and then just watch and see how much it's enjoyed. And it will show you how much of a needed ministry that is. There are more opportunities for meal ministries. Mm-hmm. We often, rather than having people here for a meal, like a funeral mm-hmm. dinner, we've got moms who have just given birth, families who are going through extreme sickness, who need a little bit mm-hmm. of extra support from their church family. Yep. And we have a meal ministry that's mm-hmm. uh, coordinated through the church office that yep. goes out to those who are in need, and there's regular opportunities for that. Uh, uh, grounds and maintenance. We've got a lot of work here on our own campsite, mm-hmm. uh, campus here, that that needs upkeep. We have dedicated volunteers who have taken it upon themselves to make this a primary aspect of their yep. behind-the-scenes, praiseless, often thankless yep. service to our church. But that being the case, um, if you are handy, if you're mm-hmm. good with tools, good with working with your hands, there are plenty of opportunities to serve here around the, uh, the building. Absolutely. 40 plus acres we have here. And when a visitor or somebody who doesn't know Christ or somebody's looking for a local church pulls up and they see that we take the order of the church and the in the and and worshiping a God of order that we see uh, beauty in our landscaping is taken seriously. Uh, it's it's a br- not only a bridge builder but it removes distractions and uh, and hopefully you know if yeah if somebody'd like to give even if it's just one weekend a year or 
or you know, two weekends a year of coming in and saying, I've got two hours this Saturday to come and to clear out this you know, this um, flower bed or, or, or whatever it will be. We have, like you said, an incredible team of volunteers that mow the grass and different things. Um, you know, uh, another ministry that we have is our music ministry for our Sunday morning uh, worship service to help um, sing to one another in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, whether that be with uh, instruments with the words on the screen, meditation songs, songs of meditation, whether it be uh, small groups of saying, some people say, listen, I would never get up there and sing by myself, but I'd be willing to be a group of four or eight or whatever. Um, we're always looking for opportunities to give people a chance to serve. And not only that, but to hear the truth that's been prepared, carefully spoken to our congregation that way. What a blessing that is. There are really far too many uh, even formal opportunities for us mm -hmm. to just go through and list each one of them. But what we want to really emphasize is that there are ways for you to be involved. Yep. Um, plenty of ways and even greater overshadowing all of those are the ministry opportunities all around you. I really believe every believer on this earth has the opportunity to be a blessing, to serve um, the church family, no matter what's going on in your life. You think mm -hmm. even about a, a really hard situation, somebody who is bedridden or incredibly sick, there's still a ministry of effective prayer that 100%. can be had that in many ways is overshadows even all of those other sorts of mm -hmm. ministries that we often place so much emphasis on as visually oriented people. I want to see how it makes a difference in prayer. We don't always see that right away, mm -hmm. but to be honest, even among those who are shut-ins or those who are unable to have the same level of activity as others, your ministry of prayer is never forgotten by the Lord, mm -hmm. always heard and made effective in his sovereign purposes for the church. Yep. So I just want to read out these opportunities as we close. The the prayer ministry, I had a, I had a dear senior saint who isn't able to be out much at all tell me the other day, I don't get out much. It's such a blessing to be here, but I want to let you know I take my prayer ministry very seriously, Amen. and I pray for you. I pray for the pastors. I pray for many in our church every single day, and um, and that make I mean that's spiritual warfare. That's yeah. entering the front lines of spiritual warfare. Really what, what a privilege that is! Um, you know, we've got a crew that's in the parking lot, valet parking, making sure people feel welcomed. We got a greeting team, ushering. We've got a medical team. If somebody has uh, medical degrees or certifications, that helps keep everybody safe. Safety team, our visitation team, we have an encouragement ministry, our nurseries, our Sunday school teachers, children's church volunteers, Kids for Truth. We've got media helping and sound and screens and the live stream. We've got the music ministry, the meal ministry, our prayer warriors. We've got a ministry where we feed college kids who, who are away from home. We've got a yard and landscape ministry, and then we're looking at future ministries that would help us as we have the unsaved and reaching out into the community. And so all that being said, there are plenty of places to be involved. And we're not even that programmatic. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> there could be a whole lot more, but we have all of those opportunities. And if you're listening to this and you're a member of community and um, and you'd like to be plugged into one of those, please reach out to our church office, info at communitybaptist.com, or you can reach out to our church secretary, H, uh, Heather Tracy, htracy at communitybaptist.com. And uh, we'd love to be able to plug you in uh, after you have been developing relationships within our church. Or maybe it's one of these that will help you build relationships, but this is not in the place of discipling relationships, but uh, just an opportunity to serve in this way. And I uh, look forward to seeing how God uses these.